0: Come on. Steps were taken, plans set in motion, and the strong and powerful Ann Gannon is here on Money Savage Numbers. Welcome, Ann.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to
0: be part of the show. Yeah, excited to have you on. And it's a CPA and the principal at the Largo Group. They are a firm offering accounting and tax services to businesses. Again, excited to have you on. And tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. (laughs)
1: Well, I'm a CPA, like you said, um, but really, uh, i like to say that I'm not your typical accountant. I actually grew up um, with the dream of being a professional golfer, played professional for a year before realizing that I'm too risk averse to play for money. So I went back to school for an accounting degree. But I think one of the things I learned along the way in playing professional golf is a love for the hospitality industry, because mm-hmm. as a pro golfer, it's you travel the country and you stay with people and you're in these, you know, different towns, places you've never been, and really it was the hospitality industry that uh, made such a difference in my life. So when I got into accounting, one of my goals was really to, you know, gear my business towards entrepreneurs, business owners, people in the hospitality industry, because I feel like they work really hard. It's a tough business, but there's also a lot of rewards if you can do it correctly and and do it well.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. So, all right. Um, So... What's what's a good jumping off point for us? Should we talk about sort of the current landscape of business that, that you're looking at?
1: I mean, I would say yes. I mean, I think you know, we were always specified in the hospitality, but I think COVID has been a very unique situation for hospitality, obviously, uh, you know, the biggest struggle they've ever seen. And I think a lot of people who aren't in the hospitality world don't realize the struggle that they've had last year, you know, with all the government shutdowns and rules and regulations. I mean, it was already a really tough industry before all of the rules and the changing rules. And I think um, really what it's taught entrepreneurs is sort of a never again approach because mm. what was happening is in 19, things were doing really well, their businesses were growing. And so it was like, ah, you know, things are good. I'm really paying attention to my top line revenue that I want another location. And then all of a sudden, when March 2020 came, a lot of businesses were stuck holding the bag. That like you have payables you haven't paid, you have payroll you haven't paid, and you have nobody coming in the door. And so, really, what I'm seeing is a giant shift to I don't want to just go back to the way things were i have learned a lot in the last year and i really want to make this business work for me the owner you know not and not my employees but just make sure that i have a nest egg so if something does happen again i'm not left with with nothing
0: this episode is brought to you by money alignment academy if you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company your organization and your employees check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show what what was that sort of paradigm shift if it is moving towards making sure that i have something i'm putting something aside for me but, but what what was it before
1: it really was top line growth. I mean, I think you have a lot of people that have invested a lot of money, especially with the restaurant. I mean, your average build out is, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars at least, if not more, depending on the type of restaurant. And so really, it was always a long game. It was like, I'm going to have five locations and then I'm going to sell to a hospitality group for, you know, million dollars. But if I don't take a paycheck for the next year, it's fine because I'm going to get a million dollars at the end of it. And then I think when 2020 hit and all of a sudden it, the thought is, well, maybe that doesn't happen you know maybe I should have been paying myself for the last five years because I at least would have been able to put some money aside for for me whether or not things are well but you know the hospitality had been good for so long I mean really five six years of just this boom you know thing growth you'd never seen before so I mean who would have ever thought on 1-1-2020 that these businesses that were absolutely straight line up would have had zero in April. I mean, it was just incredible. So we try to tell our clients, you can't look back. I mean, you know, you can't worry that that's what happened. But when things start to go up again, you really have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself
0: first. Yeah, yeah, I certainly appreciate that. I literally just had this conversation with someone, and not in hospitality, but just a business owner who who said, George, you know, my, I, 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 I don't think you get it, as an entrepreneur, I just put everything back into the business, and I wanted to just shake him and say, well, you need to just take off a little bit and, and, and put it aside for you just, just in case because we don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. How, how, how is that being received? In, in, in are, are people saying, yeah, they're kind of coming together on this? I think so. I mean, I think, you know, I joke that, um, like, we were talking cash
1: flow before COVID, but no one ever cared. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever, we're fine. Because the <laughs> other thing that was available was there was a lot of credit. So it's, you know, okay, it was a tight month, I'll just go take a loan. I mean, you just had this cycle where your cash flow wasn't as important as your growth strategy. But I think now people are very aware of, you know, every week can be different. So I might have a good week, but I don't know if I'm going to have a good week next week. And the funny thing is, if you took a step back, I mean, we have clients who have probably more cash than they've ever had in reserves in their business, just because they always ran tight before. But at the same time, that same owner feels less secure with that money than they've ever felt. So even though they have, you know, all the benchmarks of I should have enough, I'm fine. You still have this fear that I think is going to be there for a while of it just doesn't feel like enough because I don't know.
0: Yeah, that that, that that should be really interesting of, of when we sort of forget and, and, and get back. I know. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> so true. Because, because we are all human beings. We, if we're running a restaurant or, or whatever, we, 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 have, we have very short memories. So this, this, this uh, too shall pass. Yes. And then you'll have to replay this for them. Be like, see, listen, you you totally forgot you were supposed to be managing your cash flow and putting money aside and now you're not anymore. Exactly. Um, so, so, what what is that way forward? If, if if you could obviously everything's going to be unique to, to circumstances, but how 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 are you coaching people up to say start peeling off? Is is it a percentage?
1: Yeah, I mean, really, I think it's a habit. It's being consistent because, like you said, there's gonna be a time where you think, "Oh, it's fine. I have plenty of cash. Why do I need to move it into my own personal account?" I mean, that's gonna happen. But I think what we're really training people to do is check your cash balance the same day every week so if you're not going to do anything else every Monday morning when you go into your business check your bank account and if it grew from the prior week really start to set a target of when do you think I have enough and I'm going to start to move over a percentage of a profit 500 bucks a thousand dollars into a separate account to really start to look at your cash balance as it isn't just this like question mark but it's a strategy of I'm going to always keep twenty five thousand dollars in my checking account but when it goes more and I know I've paid all my bills, I'm going to move the more off the books and out of my business, whether it's a distribution or, you know, taking a check, but we're just not going to let it pile up and then all of a sudden it goes away again. But I think just having a strategy for your cash balance.
0: Yeah, well, that certainly does make sense. Almost like rebalancing, right? It's like you're supposed to sell when things are high and buy when they're low. Not, not, not kind of the opposite. But actually, having a habit and coming up with those parameters, like, like, like these are rules, and these are the rules that that you made for your business. That's that said, every time you get cash over twenty five thousand, it it, it, it it goes into this account. Exactly. Nice. Is are are you agnostic as to where where that money goes? That that's that's probably going to be very 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 particular to the situation. Yeah, I mean, I think it.
1: First, there's always fear, well, you know, I could have a bill next month that I'm not expecting. And I think, so, you know, at first you just want to keep it flexible. So if you move into an in a separate account, it's not like you couldn't move it back if you didn't have to. But you also want to keep track if you do have to, because that's money back into the business. So I think ideally you'd build up, a you know, a reserve fund first. But then I completely agree that you should have a more diversified portfolio. I think that's the other thing that happened in, you know, all of the growth of entrepreneurship and all of the growth of hospitality. It's, well, I'm going to go invest in another restaurant. Well, maybe we should actually invest in something that's not a restaurant, you know, that is more of a traditional 401k or traditional IRA, you know, just so you do have a more balanced portfolio. So the other thing that we really try to get people to look at is their personal financial statement to say, you know, your business is your largest asset, but should you have diversified assets. You know, should you have a portfolio that is, you know, more traditional stocks and bonds so you're not just relying on this one asset for your livelihood.
0: It's fascinating, right? It's like, this is what we do. We invest in real estate, nothing else. We invest in our business and, and nothing else. And if we did, we would just invest into another restaurant because that's the industry that, exactly. that, that, that we understand. Do you see that? Do do you see that changing with 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 younger generations coming up?
1: Um, I mean, I think I like you, it's, <laughs> it's it's very cyclical, but I do think you do have people who think, well, this is what I know, this is what I'm comfortable in. I think the other thing that's really hard in any entrepreneur situation or business owner, you know, restaurant or not, is really seeing your business as an asset just like it stocks or bonds so really putting a value to it you know whether it doesn't have to be a full valuation but just saying you know roughly my business would be worth you know a hundred thousand dollars because i think if you look at it that way you would be more inclined to diversify just because you know stocks bonds all those are also going to have a value but um you know i do think it's something where people are aware now but but there also is a comfort zone of this is what i know
0: yeah yeah for sure in terms of of preparing uh preparing oneself for growth once once things let's just fast forward um a year or two and, and 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 things are back open again and the restaurant business is 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 once again booming how 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 do you coach people to to make themselves more attractive for for credit uh or just what are some things that that business owners can be thinking in the back of their minds to proactively start doing
1: well, I really think and this is also another lesson of COVID is that, you know, accounting is the language of business, which means that your financial statements tell a story. The problem is that so many times we're looking at them after the fact, so it's not the story we want to tell. <laughs> you know, we want our business to show that it's incredibly valuable, but we didn't take a paycheck. We just took money out whenever we could, or you know, we really want to show growth, but we overspent and we had all these crazy, you know, projects we were working on, so we have no percentage on the bottom line. But I really think if we can be disciplined in, you know, setting a budget, setting a forecast, and looking at it every month with that story. Story in mind because you really have to know what that story is you're trying to tell. If you're really thinking about selling in five years, you should be looking at Three years before you sell your financial statements and really making sure they're telling that story because anyone who's going to go buy your business is going to ask for the last three years of tax returns and the last three years of financial statements. So we really can't wait until, oh, I want to get out. You know, it's something that we have to be strategic. But I think if you look at your financial statement as the person who would be on the other side of the table, it really can change the way You know, you look at your finances because as much as, you know, many entrepreneurs, you hate the P&L, you hate accounting, but that's what people are going to be looking at when they look to make those decisions, whether it's credit or buying your business. So we have to, we have to do it. It's
0: just part of it. Yeah, well, that's a thousand percent true. And that's a, that's a great way to think about it. What story are our books, are our financials telling us, but potentially more importantly, would be lenders or would be buyers down the road. I think that that's probably a good way to, to 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 really be thinking about it. In terms of, I mean, it's been such a hard time, um, and I imagine that a lot of your clients have some really key people. If they own a restaurant, maybe it's the general manager or 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 it's the chef or people like that. Um, how do do you think how they retain those people is, 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 is going to be different moving forward? What are your thoughts on that? I think so. I mean, I
1: think thankfully with the government programs, the PPP, you know, another round of PPP, a lot of our clients were able to retain at least some of their management team, you know, if they're not open, you know, very dependent on where they are. But I think it also has changed the way that they look at their management team because I think a lot of times if it's your own business, you know, what restaurant or not any business, it's like you It grew because you, the owner, were involved. And I think, again, the lesson of COVID is it's been a long year. I don't want to be the one people call at 10 o'clock at night because there's a problem. And I think there is a different expectation for that manager now because you really see that, you know, it can't just be the owner anymore. You need a team. So we're really seeing people invest in their team, you know, even at the expense of maybe other things they would have, you know, in a great time, just, you know, I'm going to build a patio, you know, now a lot of people are turning to focus on that team to say, I want to bring you back, but I don't want to bring you back. And I'm the only one working. Like I really want to delegate and I really want to have a work life balance, you know, as we get out of this.
0: Yeah. And, uh, are there popular strategies or, or approaches?
1: Well, I think the other thing is that you have, you know, obviously a good labor market. There's more candidates. So I think inherently, you know, I've had conversations with a few of our clients where it's like, you know, you're really turning to your management team saying either you believe that we're going to come back and we're going to rebound and we're going to have this great path forward. But if you're not all in and you don't see that vision – then it's not going to work out because you know everybody's been so fought so hard to come back but if your team is kind of just looking at it as a paycheck i think there's a big difference where pre covid you maybe wouldn't have cared as much but now it's like you're either all in or yeah. or we're done
0: mhm yeah going beyond just the paycheck because if that's all i care about then i'll probably leave for a very small amount more exactly um, yeah got it what are some other Sort of, um, we could talk. We can go in, in, in a million different directions here. What are what are some things that really drive you crazy about business owners? <laughs>
1: uh, no, I mean I think you know they you know it's they're uh, they're they're fun to deal with. I, I love business owners, but I think you know what can be hard is having an open communication with your accountant. You know mm-hmm. whether it's us or anyone. I think inherently there's this line right I say I like say it's you know you were on the other side of the table and you kind of come to it with well I don't know if I can tell you everything or I don't know or an assumption like well you would of course know that whereas in reality I mean I know numbers and I know that they all have to be included but you know I don't know what your <laughs> goes into your recipe like I just don't so I think the more open you can be and Transparent and honest, you can inherently get a better result than assumptions. And I think what's hard is, you know, in the accounting world, you think, well, you see everything, so you would know, you know, what how I run my business. And there's so many ins and outs that you really don't. So I I think the best is when you have total open communication um, between both sides.
0: So you're saying that you're not a mind reader? No. No. You're not able to look at my books and know everything about what's 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 going on. A lot of them. Your numbers do tell a story, but we still need a little bit more. We need a little yes. bit more, and then open and honest communication. That's that got to be so key. Um, it's interesting, right? Because I, I've long sort of held the idea in my mind that that the accountant the CPA is the most um, trusted advisor that 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 people have because money is so personal and you know all that um and to know that that we can still be doing an even better job is uh is 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 is, is good to know yes definitely. i love it well ann savage nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them
1: i think it's really taking ownership of your cash flow What I like to say is, at some level, everything is controllable. And I think what's hard in COVID is there's a lot that we can't control. But at the end of the day, as hard as last year was, as hard as the last five years were, no matter where you are, you can own your cash flow. And you really can make it work for you, but it has to be something that the owner buys into and really like you said sets clear rules and expectations for themselves but if you do that and you check it every week you can win in your cash flow
0: well i think that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on (laughs) and thank thank you so much for coming on where can savage nation learn more about you how can people engage with largo
1: Yes, so please check out our website, uh, groupcom We have uh, courses. We also have free content. We do have a free stimulus update seminar that we run every week to go through all the ins and outs. Uh, we Our goal is education. It's not just filing a tax return, so please check out our website.
0: Love it. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Anne your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to thelarogroup.com. Check out all the great resources. Take advantage of the courses, and if you are having questions about the stimulus and everything going on there, check out one of the uh, one of the free webinars that they do. So, thanks again, Anne.
1: All right, thank you so much.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight, because we are all in this together.